Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. I'm Justin Baroni, and today we are smoking on Redicon Wapa. It's a hybrid indica dominant. It's 22% THC, and it is delicious. <laughs> That's right, I was holding back that cough for a little bit. All right, so today I figured what I would talk about is some stone stories. Just to see if I can entertain you with the stupidity that was me when I was high when I was younger. There might be a couple from recently too. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So here's one. Alright. So the first one was the first one goes like this. So when I first started smoking weed, I would smoke I, I didn't start smoking weed till I was 18. If you listen to the first podcast, I tell you all about the first time smoking weed and uh or sorry, the second podcast. You should listen to that one because it's pretty good, I think. Anyway, so go back, listen to that. You'll find out all about my first time. But when I when I did get into smoking weed when I was in high school, I was 18, 17, 18. I think I had just turned 18. Anyway, so I used to smoke with this one buddy of mine. Now, we lived in a town, a pretty big town, just outside of Tor- Toronto, Ontario. And he lived down by the um, the lake. So we would go down to the lake and get high all the time Um, because it was a walk across the street from his house to there it wasn't that far and you got you know nature (laughs) so we would do that but anyway inevitably I was the rookie I was the new guy I was not a pro I was not good at smoking weed if I got high I didn't know what was going on it felt like my head was in a bubble (laughs) it felt like uh, I couldn't hear properly you know when people yell at you and you can hear things underwater or if you're underwater with someone else and you start talking to them and it's a wah, wah, wah. it sounded like that like the peanuts teacher wah, 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 wah. everything sounded like that I couldn't focus nothing so <laughs> we go walking over to his place after we smoke this joint I'm fried I'm fried out of my fucking head like again fishbowl on my head can't understand anything people are talking to me I don't know what's up what's down it feels like it's been hours it's been about 10 seconds like yeah I was fucked up so we get to his place. We're all sitting around. His parents are supposed to be gone because it was like a Friday afternoon at like three in the, in the summer. So they were either supposed to be at their cottage or they were out, I don't know, doing something like a dinner or date thing. So anyway, his mom comes downstairs. We're fucked up. Like I'm barely, I could barely raise my head off the back of the couch. And he was cruising through the TV channels. And of course, he hits Playboy TV as his mom busts through the door to five guys sitting around the living room watching essentially softcore porn. porn. And she's trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with us. And I can't even look at her. Like, I I couldn't look up for the pillow. I looked down. She's asking me if I want to stay for dinner. I'm not responding. I was staring at the floor. It was bad news. It was a bad, it was, I mean, it's hilarious looking back on it because like they knew what was going on. So they were, my buddies were answering for me, but fuck man, we had so many times at that house where I, we get so baked and I just couldn't talk. Like when I first smoked, started smoking weed, everything I was doing was fun as shit, but I couldn't express myself because I was so high. I couldn't say things because I didn't know how to say things properly. And I felt like everybody was going to make fun of me, even though that obviously is not the case. So that's. Story number one, we did that pretty frequently, but his mom was fucking, his mom was hilarious. She was like pushing me. She was standing in front of me at one point asking me if I wanted food and essentially doing the whole like sign language thing in my face. (laughs) It 
it was nice. She was a very nice lady. But, but yeah, I was so high. And I don't, I think she didn't know I was high, but I don't know, man. She probably knew, right? Then, speaking of moms, okay, so here's another story. So, I played basketball a lot when I was a kid. Like, that was my sport. Like, I love basketball. I was straight edge. That's all I did 24-7. Basketball, basketball, basketball. I could tell you everything about Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all those dudes. Because that's what I did. I, you know, I was convinced that I was going to make it to the NBA. I was convinced. <laughs> For a period of time. 5'11 white guy. Probably not going to make it. I was also, I'm also like, I was, I am? I was <laughs> also like, what, 245 pounds? And it wasn't all muscle, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. There was a little bit of Chubbs McGee going on. But anyway, I was convinced that I would play basketball. So that's all I did all the time. Now, this time is actually not a time I smoked weed. So my parents had parent-teacher interview, and I was in grade 8, I think, at the time. I did not smoke weed, never touched it. In fact, I looked down on it at the time because I was so heavily into sports. So they go off to parent-teacher interview. They come back. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'd had like three basketball practices that day, one for the school, one for rep, and oh, one was just not even a practice. It was just playing with my buddies. So I was exhausted, but I wanted them to get home because I wanted to. they told me to stay up and see, you know, they want to talk to me after. So my mom comes in, I'm sitting at the kitchen table. I don't know this, I'm tired, but apparently my eyes are bright red, like fire red, like can't devil red, okay? So first thing, opens the door, are you high? Now again, no reason <laughs> at all on her part to expect that I was high because I had never had any kind of run-in with weed, drugs, anything. I didn't even drink at that point. Like I didn't touch anything and my parents were like here have a beer you know from time to time at special events but like no I never touched I was straight edge so she had no reason so I couldn't do anything but start laughing my fucking I just started laughing like so hard I started crying which didn't help the situation because she totally then thought yeah for sure you're hot so she starts questioning me like it's a fucking interrogation where you been what were you doing why were, who are you with? Were you here alone? Why'd you go out? Where'd, where'd you go? What'd you do? I'm and I couldn't stop laughing. Exhaust. I was exhausted, like overtired. So she hammers me with this. My dad lets her go on and on. Finally, the, he looks at her. He goes, "Hey, he's not high. All right, just relax. Just let's talk to him." So he calms her down. My dad starts talking to me. He goes, "All right, so let's be honest here. Are you high?" <laughs> no, man. I'm just really tired. That's all I said. But yeah, that was the time my mom thought I was high and I wasn't high. It's fucked up how they could think that. Especially considering there was no previous like engagement or even like being around it. Like maybe she knew that my some friends I knew were into it, but those weren't even the people that I hung out with. They were just like kids that went to my school. Yeah, that one was fucked up. Because I totally was offended, but I couldn't stop laughing. And when I tell you I was laughing, I don't know if you've seen... Uh, who is it? Shockwin Phoenix and the Joker. That whole like explanation of him having that <laughs> that laughing symptom when he gets nervous. That was essentially me cackling my ass off, <laughs> trying to catch my wind and not cry, <laughs> and explain to my parents that no, I'm not high at all. Meanwhile, you know, like tears streaming down my face. So eventually, they believe me. <laughs> Little did they know. A couple years later, pothead. <laughs> anyway, so that's what. Okay, now, 
All right. So here's another story. This one involves my dad. It was one of, uh, I think it was early on in my game, like one of the first couple months that I had started to smoke weed pretty regularly, like at parties and stuff. So my buddies and I, we go downtown, we go to hang out. My, they, my one buddy lives not too far out of downtown, so I park at his place. We go, start walking, he lights up a joint, we all smoke. There's like, again, four or five of us, different group of people this time. But there's four or five of us walking out of town. Now, we get super fucking high. Again, like, this is early on. So I still, whenever I get high, have that, like, bubble on my head or fishbowl on my head feeling. And we're walking down the street, doing this, doing that, talking shit, meeting up with people, whatever. Just having a great old time. Problem is, we're, like, 18, like I said. So we can't get into any bars. We can't go anywhere uh, fun. (laughs) So we're just wandering around parks and shit like that. What we don't realize is that we smoked this joint. It was midnight, I guess. And um, at one point as we're walking, some guys start to trickle off and head home. But I have to drive from downtown, which is like a good 15 minutes or so back to my place, which is at the north end of town. Now, my other buddy, he's like, I'll hang out with you. It's not a problem. My parents are away, whatever. So, so him and I just keep walking around until sort of the high wears off, right? Then all of a sudden we hear, boom, and this car flies by us, goes down the street, pulls a Yui, comes flying back at us, pass, passes us, comes back around, and then er, stops right beside us. We're scared fucking shitless. We don't know what to do. My buddy's like, should we run? I'm too high to run because I don't know what the fuck is happening. And this door comes this door pops open and you just hear this woman's voice. Daniel! <laughs> Daniel! Get in the car! Where have you been? <laughs> it was his mom, man. <laughs> she came fucking blazing up like Dale Earnhardt or some shit. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get I thought we were getting Jason Statham, like transported or something. I d I don't I did not know what the fuck was happening. She grabs this guy, doesn't even say hi to me. Gets him in the car. He looks at me. He's like, shrugs his shoulders and puts his hand up. Like, I don't know. And gets in the car and she speeds off. I'm still fucking high as balls, man. You know what the problem with being high as balls on your own? Surprised after like a carjack kidnapping situation? You don't know what the fuck is happening next. (laughs) It was scary as shit. So I stood there for like a good 20 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck happened. (laughs) And then I realized, well, I guess I just walk. (laughs) So I walked for like another half hour. Finally, I hopped in my car and I take off back home. So I get home. I don't realize this, but I had been walking around for a long time. man. it was like three o'clock in the morning and it was Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't even the weekend. I can't remember if I started saying the story that it was a weekend. It wasn't. It was a fucking Wednesday evening, okay? (laughs) It was the summertime, but it was still a Wednesday evening. Like, I worked and did shit. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Told my parents I was going out for a little bit, apparently, and then just didn't come home. So I show up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I figure, fuck, I better be, like, super quiet. So I had to I parked the car in the garage. Of course, garage door makes noise. Duh. It wakes my dad up. I think. Nope, my dad had been awake waiting for me. I walked through the front, I walked through, sorry, the the garage door into the house. 
he's standing on the other side. I'm still a little bit high. Like, and I feel bad because I lost track of time already. So in my head, I'm already giving myself shit. <laughs> and bam, there he is, dad. Oh, fuck. And so he looks at me and goes, you know what you're doing? And he's staring me dead in the eyes, okay? Like, not wavering eye contact, nothing. But he doesn't say anything about being high or anything like that. I tell him I'm tired and I apologize and I didn't, I lost track of time. And he, I, I felt like I had walked into the ring with Mike fucking Tyson because he dead eyed me. He kept, I, when I turned to walk up away and walk up the stairs, I could feel those eyeballs burning a new set of eyeballs or holes, four new eyeballs in the back of my head. Like it was horrible. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll never forget that dude's mom screaming up like that, swinging Yui's all over the place and just like. Essentially kidnapping her own kid off the corner. I mean, she didn't actually kidnap him. But it was, yeah, it was fucked. I was stunned for so long. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and that time I was actually high and I didn't get called out on it. So I don't know if my dad actually knew I was high or not. Or maybe he felt bad because of the previous situation with my mom accusing me of being high. And I wasn't that he didn't really want to call me out on it. I don't know. <laughs> but I got away with that one. For now, until he listens to this, like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. <sighs> it was nicer when I got out of, out of high school, though. Because, like, you know, once you get away from home and you start smoking, you start, like, making rituals with, other fr with new friends. And you come up with new smoke spots. And you don't have to, obviously, come back to people that are going to interrogate you or question what the fuck you've been doing when you're all baked. So I had this buddy in uh, university. He had spent time in California because he had family out there. So he came back to Canada, uh, I guess, just before he started university. And him and I started hanging out on a pretty regular basis when we, we met at university in a drama class. <laughs> and so him and I would hang out and we'd smoke all the time. I had this little black three-door Saturn coupe. It looked like it was a super fast race car. The thing had 75 horsepower. <laughs> it did not go fast but it was black and it was like a sleek dark deep black so i i had that what i did was i paid under the table to get it limo tinted like all the way around except for obviously the windshield but the driver's side windows the rear windows everything was limo tinted people hated driving my car because at night you could only see lights you couldn't out of the side or the back you couldn't actually tell how close or what was behind you but anyway, it was the perfect smoking car because we'd end up going to this little spot down by, well, a little river under a bridge. And what I would do is I would pull the car in backwards and I'd, we'd sit under this tree. It had a little overhang so it would cover the front lights of my car. And uh, we'd sit in the car and just blaze like crazy for, you know, like an hour or so. And then we'd hang out. Generally, we do this from like 10 till like 1 o'clock, 10 at night till 1 o'clock in the morning and just listen to tunes. We were big into like Timberland back then and all that shit. And then uh, one night, while we were sitting there blazing, blasting some tunes and blazing like crazy, this, uh, because there's a main road, like almost immediately to your left, but like up an embankment, you couldn't tell there was any cars or anything in there if they were under the tree. But you had to come down from the way that I would, like, the way I was facing would see any cars coming down into the little parking lot area thing. So this one night, this cop car comes pulling around. It pulled right up beside us. 
sat there for like, I don't know, half an hour. Now we had finished smoking everything, but we just sat in the car freaking the fuck out and they couldn't see us because it was all black. So they couldn't see in the car. They couldn't see anything, but they didn't get out. They didn't question us. They didn't come see what was going on. They just sat there for half an hour and it made me wonder like, did they see us? (laughs) And if they did see us, why didn't they do anything? Why didn't they come say anything? (laughs) But again, we were, well, not again, but we were in a town that was before legalization still somewhat marijuana friendly anyway. Now, obviously, you don't want to like smoke and drive or be intoxicated and drive or anything like that. But, you know, they were okay with people not, they were okay with people, you know, generally having or smoking it as long as it wasn't becoming like a big show or something like that. But man, I missed that smoke spot. That was awesome. It was nice having that car too. Because I, like I said, I think that they didn't even see us there, which would fuck it up. I, no, you know what? That doesn't make sense. They had to have seen us because the fucking rims on my car were were aluminum. Like, or uh, yeah, they were they're bright. They're very shiny. <laughs> they weren't black. So yeah, it had to be that they saw us. They just didn't do anything. Maybe because there was no smoke or anything coming out of the car. But fuck, it was, we were shaking in our booties. We'd have the occasional party in university too. Like, we'd have people over that, uh, you know, didn't smoke. We had a couple smoker friends. Nobody that really hit bongs back then. We mostly just smoked joints. But um, we'd have parties. And I remember having people over that didn't smoke. And we had this plastic bong that was like three feet off the floor. It was fucking, it was our, it was pretty fucking wicked. It was a wicked bong. But what we would do is we'd get everybody drunk and then we'd make everybody do bong hits off that. Oh, man, one night, (laughs) okay, one night, two fucked up things happen. First, after a few people leave that are kind of like snooty booties, (laughs) we break out the bong for the people that, you know, we thought would get down with it. So we start taking hits. One guy gets so high, he goes white almost immediately. But then again, he never smoked weed. But he was also my boss's son, so forever I had the fucking bong rip off over his head and he couldn't tell me to do shit anymore. <laughs> that was fun. But from there, we all got so stoned that outside, out front of our house, we had these like, I think there were five foot, five and a half foot hedges. So we started jumping from the sidewalk over the hedges. <laughs> Until my roommate went through the middle of the hedge and left a giant hole print in it. That was nice of him. Landlords didn't like that. We fixed it up, but still, they were a little pissed off at that one. That little house was all right until until people started, until the landlords started, you know, getting, they wanted to be around too much. But that was another, that was fun as shit. I mean, those bong, that bong was awesome. I remember the day, one day we had this massive party. Actually, I think it was the same day we jumped and put a hole in that hedge. My parents show up because my dad used to ride motorcycles. So he shows up with my mom out of nowhere, like doesn't call nothing. They were out on a, on a joy ride. So they stopped by just to say hi. And the house is trashed. And this three foot green, red and orange bong are, is sitting right in the middle of the floor. And I'm asleep on the couch. That was a pretty picture. So I think that pretty much solidified that like they knew then that I was definitely into weed. <laughs> <laughs> Then from there, we got really into jackass. 
So what we would do is, well, I was one of, I really like doing this because I don't know why I'm stupid sometimes. Well, I used to be stupid. I don't do this shit anymore, obviously. But we we got into Jackass and like Viva La Bam and all that stuff. So we thought it would be fun one night because one buddy had a video camera to go around and do stupid shit. One guy had a video camera. One guy had a scooter. Another guy stole a shopping cart. I had booze and was willing to do pretty much anything. So we found this hill with the shopping cart. And we decided that we were going to throw someone down it. So the first guy that goes down in it tucks himself into the shopping cart so tight that it flipped and rolled all the way down. Like flipped end to end. Not rolled on the wheels. Went like ass over tea kettle all the way down the hill with him inside the cart. He was not impressed. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious though. (laughs) So then I decided, okay, I'll do it. But you got to get a good running start and launch me. So that's exactly what happened. So my buddy takes it, we get a good running start, he launches me, wheels <laughs> wheels go I think maybe two feet into the grass on the hill, but again, I weighed like 250 pounds, okay, so so the wheels hit the grass, We ro- I roll for like maybe two feet, cart launches me like a catapult, they said that I went straight out from the cart into a Superman dive, <laughs> rolled down the hill, <laughs> And I was fine. Nothing happened. I literally tucked and rolled and I was good. But they said it looked like I was dead. <laughs> I was absolutely fine. That was fun. And then we would, what else did we do? We found a loading dock where two dum-dums decided to take the uh, scooter and try and jump through, no, into a garbage can. They did that. We convinced one buddy to run into a tree. I was not running into a tree. What idiot runs into a tree? <laughs> like like getting launched out of a shopping cart any better <laughs> um, what else did we do oh yeah I got shot off the scooter into a thorn bush which cut me along the cheek on the left side of my face and when that cut healed it looked fucking awesome chicks were all over it because it looked like I had been in some kind of fight but like it was just the perfect scar it was nice and it was super thin but it was like right down the, you know, I don't know. Girls will understand because they love me for a bit. Dudes were like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know why I have that obsession with people or did have that obsession with people like with aggression. Yeah. I don't know why I had that obsession, but I did. I liked it when guys were intimidated by me for whatever reason. I don't know. But the scar went a long way. I really enjoyed it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that I did with friends or whatever. I remember one time this was again was this is before university, but like when I was a, no, no, was it before? Yeah, it was before university. I think it was the last summer of high school. A friend of mine had gotten some weed from his cousin. So he's like, let's smoke it. So we smoked it and it was me and him and his sister was home, but she didn't smoke it. She was like two or three or is two or three years older than us. So we go out back. We smoke this joint. We tell her we're going to go to Blockbuster. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. I'm going to have him on the podcast and he can tell it. But essentially what happens is (laughs) we go for this walk in the fucking woods. And as we go for the walk, we start to get high. And neither of us are like explaining our high to each other. We're just kind of like doing our own thing. 
But I start to notice and he starts to notice that the color of everything has this like orange hue to it. Made no sense. So we take this back kind of winding pathway and it's like, I'm telling you this. Okay. We went to Blockbuster. This thing is like, it's, it's like a, it's like a five minute walk at the most to there, to there and like 10 minute walk there and back. Okay. Can't put in the time to like get the movie. Maybe takes you about 20 minutes in total. All right. We were gone for three fucking hours. <laughs> His sister got so scared and worried about us that she called the Blockbuster to see if we were there. We had we were in the bush, walking through the bush. He thought he saw a black cat running around following us. I kept seeing a black cat, but it was on the opposite side of the path that he said it was on. So it kept we were super freaked out. <laughs> Everything went from regular colors to like a weird hued out orange <laughs> we thought we were gone for literally five minutes we were gone for three hours okay we might not have smoked weed don't know <laughs> i can't verify it but we were fucked up and it was an awesome trip we got to blockbuster it took us apparently because okay so she, his sister called blockbuster we were still in the forest she came to look for us she must have just missed us we went to the blockbuster so we got to the blockbuster while she was looking for us in the forest. All right. We finally get home. She's in the kitchen like a mom with the phone and tapping her foot as it's, her legs crossed over the other. Being like, what the hell were you two doing? Where did you go? I almost called the police. Yeah, that's what fucking happened. Okay. <laughs> now, him and I had no explanation. We apologized profusely for the situation because we felt horrible because that was not our intent. <laughs> we were just stoned and she knew we were stoned, which is also why I think she gave us a little more leeway. But still, <laughs> I don't know what it was we smoked. I'm hoping it was some kind of really good weed and I was just like too much of a rookie to be able to understand what was going on, but it may not have been. I do not know. <laughs> That's probably one of the highest times or one of the <laughs> one of the times of my life where I've been the most high. Yeah, it's got it's top five for sure. Another another time is when I was tree planting for a summer and we got picked up another story. So we got picked up. Uh, it was a buddy of mine and I his cousin was the like leader of this like tree planting crew out in um, Thunder Bay. So him and I went to North Bay to meet up with the guys that we were going to drive with to Thunder Bay to meet up with the camp of tree planters where we were going to tree plant for the next two months. Now, all of these guys are like little off to the left. I love them. They're awesome. <laughs> but like if you've never had an experience with like real, um, you call them like wanderers, I guess, like people that, you know, kind of like are a little nomadic and stuff like, like nomadic and like nomads. <laughs> God damn it. What am I trying to say? Like wanderers, you know, they're very cool. They're very experienced and there's a lot of cool shit to learn from them, but they're also very wild from time to time. So these four guys, no, wait, one, two, three, these three guys that we met up with, one guy was driving the van and Two other guys we met up with were from Montreal, and we were in one of those big, like, you know, 12-seater, like, sport cargo van things. So, we're driving out, 
It's going to take us like three days to get to get out there. Okay. So we've got a bit of a road trip ahead of us. Now, again, I was like a novice weed smoker, but I was my first year. This was the summer after my first year at university. So I was a little more into weed then. I didn't smoke it every day, but I was definitely down to smoke it if it was around kind of thing. So the one guy from Montreal, big tall dude, six foot six or seven something, glasses, ball guy. He was really cool. Anyway, he goes, I got a little bit of weed. It might last us a bit of the trip. So the first night, we decide not to smoke weed. We're driving out. We stop at a bar, have a few drinks, and we hang out, you know, sleep in the van kind of thing, and then move on next day. So the next night, we decide, all right, we need to, we're going to smoke some weed. So he rolls this pinner. And I'm telling you, it's a pinner. Like, it is tiny. And uh, there's five of us. So we're like, I don't know how high we'll get. And he's like, I'm not sure either, but let's smoke it. He goes, I know it's it's really good stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but at the time, it was questionable (laughs) that a little pinner like this could get five people as high as we got. Because by the time we had taken our third toke each off of this thing, and there was, like, not very much on it, we couldn't even talk. We just look up at each other and started laughing and giggling. And this went on for like a good couple hours until we all just passed out, woke up the next day and didn't know what the fuck went on after that. That was probably the highest I had ever been at that point. But it was fucking funny as hell. Dude, we were laughing so hard at, stu- at nothing. Like nobody said a goddamn word. We're just sitting there. One guy in the front seat with the driver's side. We're parked in a like a you know, like a little rest stop parking lot or whatever. So the one guy's driving and he's in the he's in the front seat. I'm in the passenger seat at the front. My buddy's in the first bench in the back. And then another guy in the middle and another guy at the back because that's how we're all going to, That's those are the spots we took. And we're just passing this thing back and forth. We got maybe, like I said, we each got maybe like three or four tokes off it at the most. But by the time, by the time this thing was done, we were laughing so hard I don't remember finishing the smoke. I don't remember what we said after that. I don't know if we did anything after that. I just remember waking up with my face sitting in the front seat, but backwards. So I was facing the back seat with my face smushed into the headrest (laughs) and my ass out in the window, (laughs) not out of the window, but like on the ledge under the windshield. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That was a good fucking time. (laughs) And then, uh, and then we traveled on the next day. And then we, he found a little bit more weed in his bag because apparently he just finds weed. And uh, we smoked that as we were driving. And that was good. And then we met up with camp. And then from there, it was there wasn't as much weed as I thought there would be in a tree planting camp or as much as I was told either. Like, you had to find it. Like, you really had to find it. Maybe it was because I was in a smaller crew. But, yeah, it was not as simple as... You, uh, you, it's not as simple as to find it. What was I saying? (laughs) It's not as simple to find it as you would think. I mean, considering the profession, you know, but yeah, it was a little bit tougher. You know what else I like to do? (laughs) Sorry. I totally got, I just, just had a little wave of hot, but I like I have this one friend of mine, same guy that the forest turned orange on us. Him and I hang out a lot. We've been buddies since we were like six years old. So we do dumb shit all the time. And I used to have this little apartment that had a little, you come in the door and there you could go right to the kitchen or you could take two steps down to the living room. And uh, 
I'm a big fan of Nerf guns. My son and I play with them all the time, and we like to, you know, he picked me off in the forehead. Great aim. Great aim, I had to say. So, but this, my buddy and I, we would always fuck around with Nerf guns. We'd go to Walmart, get all baked, grab whatever cheap Nerf guns we could find. Shotguns, handguns, machine guns, whatever. Anything under 20 bucks, we were in. So we had this arsenal. And one of them came with darts instead of like like sticky darts, like the ones where you lick them and then they'll stick to the wall or whatever. So <laughs> one of them came with those. And I was shooting them. And uh, <laughs> again, we're high as fuck, okay? He didn't realize that when they weren't sticking, I slowly started licking them more and more until they were sloppy. <laughs> and they would stick to his belly. I was... <laughs> I was sitting on the couch shooting them at the stairs and I at one point he realizes they're sticking to him <laughs> and then he realizes that his entire stomach is soaked because I've been slowly licking them and wetting them more and more trying to get them to stick <laughs> he was not impressed <laughs> he got me back though <laughs> but yeah him and I do dumb shit like that all the time he'll stand there Oh, fuck. It's good times. He'll stand there, shirt up, over his head, and let me try to peg him. I Peg him. Oh, my God. This sounds horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> He'll stand there and let me try to stick Nerf darts to his belly. <laughs> All right. Next story. That's enough of that one. <laughs> oh, here's a good university one. Okay, so... um. The end of my first year of university, I was pretty much a fuck up and I fucked off and just, I didn't do very well. But the group of guys that I hung out with were a lot of fun to party with. So the one night before university, I had one exam left. I had already studied for it. I didn't really care about it. And my buddies were, had, had smuggled a pony keg into their room, a smaller keg, into their room and was like, let's party. So I decided to party instead of study further for this exam. Now, we started drinking at like... 9 o'clock, by 2 o'clock, my exam was at 8 o'clock the next morning. By 2 o'clock in the morning, we were in a farmer's field picking up um, a bunch of weed that one of the other guys had grown over the summer or over or had started to grow there. No, he was showing us where the weed was that he was starting to grow. I don't know why. Anyway, and then he sparked up a joint and we got all baked. I went to bed at 3 o'clock that, 3 or 4 o'clock that morning. I was fucked up. I was too high, too drunk. I just fucked off. It was my total mistake. But here's the messed up part. So the next day I wake up, I go to the exam. Okay. I'm sitting in the exam. I'm exhausted. I'm still drunk. I'm still high. I don't totally feel like I am probably because I'm so like amped up about, you know, fucking up and not staying, not studying for the exam like I should have. But anyway, I'm sitting there. And the moderators hand out the exam. So I'm sitting down. I'm writing my name. And as I'm writing my name, they're, they're calling out all the rules and the things you can't do. Well, after I write my name, I look up. <laughs> and there's a moderator in one of the rows at the top, at the very back of the classroom. And they're, like, they're walking down the stairs. But to me, it looks like they're on a hoverboard, like, surfing down the stairs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm hot. So I just shake it off. I start filling out the exam, doing it, doing it, doing it. And then 
I think it was like halfway through, I had a question about something. So one of the, mod- the that same moderator comes down to my aisle and comes down the stairs. Now, this time, I swear I saw them actually float down the aisle. <laughs> they answered my question. I know they didn't, but I swear to God they did. So <laughs> they answered my question. I looked at how much I had left to do. And it was all multiple choice. So I just filled it out without looking at anything else, handed it in, and fucking ran. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. I got back to my room. I'm like, all right, I just, I got to drop that class. So I called the day I handed in my exam and dropped the class. <laughs> oh, when I was young, I was an idiot with weed. <laughs> Not so much now, but I was for sure back then. Sorry, I had to take a break there and warm up the coffee. I felt like I was losing it a little on that last one. Do you ever find sometimes, like, when I get high, (laughs) if I'm high enough, sometimes, especially if it's an indica, it makes me feel like everything's slanted. So, like, if I'm walking down the sidewalk, it feels like it's, like, slanted towards the road. Wherever there's danger, it feels like everything's slanted that way, so I, like, fight it, and it makes me look like I'm... I think sometimes I actually walk with a lean. I have literally turned to friends of mine and been like, hey, am I leaning right <laughs> Am I leaning right now? <laughs> so much so to the point where they have fucked with me all night over the fact that I'm leaning and I have to fight with them because I know that I'm not, but I might be and I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you ever get that feeling? I get it if you don't, but you know. All right. Now that I got this coffee, let's get back into this. So what is... What's a good story to tell? What kind of story? Um, oh, okay. Here's a good one. Um, I once got I once got super high and decided before I left the house that what I would do is when we because we were going to a bar. I I couldn't talk. Kind of like right now. Like when I I couldn't talk. I didn't feel like I could talk. And I and I sometimes get self-conscious when I'm high talking to new people in like loud environments. So I decided that when I got to the bar, the only thing I was going to do was try and communicate everything I wanted or needed without speaking. <laughs> okay. I don't know sign language. <laughs> so it was tough. And nobody thought I could do it. I lasted the whole night, man. The waitress was great. She came around the table to me, (laughs) asked me what I wanted. I pointed at the menu. Man, I utilized pretty much every heavy equipment, (laughs) sign language, or not even signal, not sign language, but signal that you can use to direct somebody driving a front end loader to order food and drinks. I don't know how I pulled it off, but I was way too fucking high. It was incredible. So much so that a buddy of mine Bought me a shot over it. It was great. That was a nice. That was a. That was a good one. I try. Then I thought I'll try and pick up some. Pick up a girl. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> you need to be able to talk. <laughs> it's very impersonal. <laughs> when you are trying to point at things, to you're basically playing charades, okay? And picking up chicks isn't. You can't chicks. Picking up a woman is, you can't do that with charades. It doesn't work, man. (laughs) You have to be able to communicate in some way other than pointing at a picture or words. But having said that, 
there are times where I like to fuck with people when I'm high. Like, okay, this one time, when again, when I was younger, um, the girl I was dating, my girlfriend at the time, and I would go to the mall because it was like a five-minute walk away. <laughs> Sounds like I live in a dream world, right? Where like everything's a five-minute walk away. That's right. I do. This is, yes called Highsville, <laughs> right? So this mall, we'd walk to the mall and we'd walk around the mall for the afternoon. I'd get baked, we'd get some food, whatever, right? But what she would do is she would go and try on sunglasses. So it was one of those kiosks in the middle of the mall. My favorite thing to do on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon was as she was trying on, if it wasn't busy, if it was just her, as she was trying on glasses, I would fill the slots with a different pair of glasses from the other side of the kiosk I would fill the slot that she was taking her glasses out of. <laughs> I remember the first time I did it, I because the, the woman who ran the kiosk would follow her around putting the glasses away. So I figured out that if I tried glasses on on the other side, it would give me enough time to where I put mine down that I was trying on. I could get around to the other side, put a different pair of glasses in the slot from the, uh, the ones my girlfriend had taken and the kiosk lady would never know. So she'd keep going in a circle. By the end of this like 10 minute situation, I, she stops at one end and goes, fuck. <laughs> Looks up and I'm in the middle of switching them. And she goes, busted, get out of here. <laughs> it was awesome. I did that for like three weeks in a row till she caught on. But like, yeah, it was, it was fun as shit. <laughs> I love doing little things like that to fuck with people. You know what? And I don't mind it when people do shit like that to me too. I'm not the kind of guy that puts it out and like can't take it. I can take it too. I like a good fucking joke, man. I just like to have a good time. That's it. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you what doesn't work though. Is you can remove all the sunglasses you want. But I don't know if you've ever got high and put interlocking brick together in a pathway. Good fucking luck with that. I'll tell you who be running around the kiosk for that one. Me. All right. I worked at a golf course and uh, I was on the grounds crew and there was a new bathroom like uh, building installed. It was very small. It was just one bathroom on either side. So it was not a very big spot. It was like a closet. Um, but it was brick and it was new. So they wanted it to be nice. So what they did was they had me and another guy do interlocking brick because we had done it before and we knew what to do. Well, I didn't plan on it. And again, I was younger and I was stupid. But my buddy and I went to my place for lunch and we decided to smoke a joint because generally after lunch on the grounds crew in the summer, it was like grass cutting time in the bushes because people were playing. So you didn't really have to do much or interact. <laughs> so we figured that's what was happening. I got back there and my boss was like, Justin, you're doing interlocking brick. Motherfucker. <laughs> you ever... Again, have you ever done interlocking brick while you're high? Have you ever done interlocking brick sober? It's fucking tough as shit sober. But add being high to it, you end up with a wave, all right? There is no, it's not the yellow brick road of happiness, okay? It's the fucking mogul brick road of stupid. Because it just, it looks like something a pro surfer would try to ride in like preparation for a big tournament, <laughs> all right? So we fucked that up, looked at it. The guy I was working with said, oh, yeah, it's fine. No, <laughs> dude, I don't know what he was looking at, but that shit was so wavy you could stub your toe like you were walking over curbs, okay? <laughs> so we had to go back and fix it the next day when I was not high.
So every time I've done something at work high, even accidentally, <laughs> like the butter incident, again, check out the edibles episode for that one. But it never works out well. So don't do important things when you're high. That's what I have to say about that. Okay? Don't fucking do it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what really sucks, though? All right, here, this, I'll, I'll wrap this up here because I'm sure that's enough high stories for one day. <laughs> but you know what really sucks? This just dawned on me. When I was in university, my buddies and I, we had our little crew, right? Like a couple guys, a couple girls, whatever. So this one night we're in uh, uh, this girl's, these girls' apartments, this friend of ours' apartment, and we're in the bathroom and we're hotboxing the shit out of it. The tub's running and all this stuff. We were heavy into... You know, we were running the we were running the the hot water to get it all steamy, and supposedly that got you higher, and then the sink and everything. And uh, what we started to do was talk about what TV characters each person would be, right? So we go around the circle, but oh yeah, so this was the thing: we were all heavily into that '70s show at the time because obviously they did the smoking thing. It was about teenagers and whatever, blah blah. So it was perfect. Okay, motherfuckers told me I'm Kelso. Do you know what it's like to have your best friends tell you you're the group idiot? (laughs) Like, they kept saying, no, no, in a good way. So I'm assuming that means, like, I made them laugh, hopefully, and provided entertainment and fun. But to me, really, in the moment, they were like, hey, man, you're dumb. (laughs) And apparently very good looking. (laughs) But seriously, you're our Kelso. Take that in. What if somebody told you, hey, man, you're our group's Kelso. How would that feel? I mean, it's a step up for like a guy like Andy Dick. But for me, (laughs) I was crushing. (laughs) But I learned to live my Kelso-ness and find a good balance in stupid and fun versus just being perceived as stupid all the time. I don't think I was actually perceived as stupid. But... It also provides the ability to tell some fun stories. And I hope that you guys enjoyed these stories. This is the longest episode yet. And I hope you made it all the way to the end. I hope you enjoyed the sesh. And uh, I hope you guys keep coming back. Um, Yeah. I'm really happy that you guys, that somebody and some people are listening. Uh, I didn't think it was going to work out. And uh, remember to keep your eye out for uh, new episodes every Friday at 420 Roll your joints, pack pack your bowls, do your dabs, hit the vape, whatever you do, but stay high. And don't forget to check out our merch site at teespring.com slash stores slash T-O-T-S 420. And get yourself a Weed Sommelier Thoughts Off The Stem certified t-shirt. Yeah, you know you know you love your weed, you know you know your weed, so let everybody else know. Until next time, stay high, have a good time, and enjoy life, man.